From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, July 15th. Staff at Moab City are calling for a, quote, radical new approach to water management in Moab and Spanish Valley. In a detailed presentation to the city council this week, they outlined a plan to address current and ongoing threats to the water supply, including visitor and residential growth, climate change, ongoing drought, and aging infrastructure. Assistant City Manager Carly Castle. We don't have as much water as previously thought. So I think that has set off a lot of consideration for many in the community and the water providers because they were planning um, with one amount in mind, and that just is turning out not to be the case. Of course, there is continued debate about how much water the Moab Valley can safely use. But Castle and other staff at Moab City want to get going on planning for the future now. They're spearheading a coalition that includes all the water service providers in Moab and Spanish Valley. They include Moab City, Grand Water and Sewer Service Agency, San Juan County Special Services District, and the Moab Irrigation Company. City engineer Chuck Williams. Whether it's surface water, whether it's groundwater, In the flood control business, we used to say that water knows no political boundaries, the same way it goes with groundwater. And and I think that's the intent of this is to, to work together. The goal of this new coalition, according to Williams, is to make a plan that ensures there will be water for residents and visitors in the Moab and Spanish Valley area for the next 100 years. So we have a pretty long window on that. And, you know, the further out you get, the less clear the crystal ball is but at least we're given consideration of the further out. The Valley's water providers will soon begin negotiations on their financial obligations for drafting this plan, which will involve hiring an independent consultant. Assistant City Manager Castle says Moab City also wants to explore a water dedication regime. This may require certain types of development to essentially bring water to the table in order to be permitted. I highlight this because I know the community is concerned about the role that new development is playing in this constrained water future, um, and there is a need to protect our groundwater supply. Exploring this type of water dedication regime, as Castle calls it, requires hand-in-hand coordination with the other water providers in the valley as well. Moab City is also working on updating their water conservation plan in line with state goals. Those goals call for a 20% reduction in water use by 2030 for the southeast Utah region. The draft conservation plan currently includes items like reducing outdoor watering, setting water-wise development standards, establishing conservation rebates, and making upgrades and repairs to aging infrastructure. There's a lot of information in that draft, and we'll include a link to it in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. In other water news, city engineer Chuck Williams reported on potential impacts to Moab City's water quality from the Pack Creek Fire. The fire burned roughly 9,000 acres in the Mante LaSalle National Forest this June. About 3,500 of those acres are in the Mill Creek watershed and roughly 5,200 acres in the Pack Creek watershed. Because Moab City's water comes from wells and springs and not the reservoirs, Williams expects local water quality won't be too affected by the fire. However, he said city staff are monitoring for potential downstream contaminants and will be watching for increased turbidity, which would be a sign to do more water quality testing. So we think turbidity may be the most likely contaminant, and we're not predicting that. But what we're going to do is we're going to monitor the springs 
And if we see that, then we'll start testing it. Uh, if we encounter that, of course, we'll let management know, we'll let council know, and we'll let the public know. But uh, we think from a water quality that we're in good shape. Williams said there may be more potential for flooding after the fire, and the city is currently coordinating with other stakeholders on emergency response preparation. It's a familiar story in the Mountain West, a lack of affordable housing contributing to workforce shortages. The situation is affecting gateway and resort communities from Moab to Jackson, Wyoming, and Crested Butte, Colorado, where the town council recently declared their housing shortage an emergency. Their disaster resolution gives emergency powers to the town manager to bypass certain zoning regulations and get projects like seasonal workforce housing off the ground more quickly. On Monday, Crested Butte Community Development Director Troy Russ was a guest on KZMU's public affairs show This Week in Moab. We'll hear a portion of his conversation with host Howard Trenholm. They start off with the triggers that made Crested Butte declare a housing emergency. Crested Butte on June 7th declared a housing emergency. It's an emergency order as if there was a fire or a flood that wiped out a part of the town uh, to give the government and the town manager specific powers uh, to address an issue and not be uh, curtailed by zoning ordinances or bureaucracy. And so we bought a bed and breakfast. And if wow. we followed traditional rules, um, it would have, wouldn't have been occupied until November 1st. But because of the emergency order, we can get people in there on August 1st. Now we're closing, we closed July 1st. So that's pretty good, 30 days to turn it around in a district that it's not allowed. So the town manager council authorized to bypass our zoning ordinances so we can accommodate that. It also allowed us, we have a camping order in town now, so you can camp in town uh, to deal wow. with some short-term housing issues sure. through October 15th. We're <laughs> yeah. getting pretty aggressive. And, and the government's really, you know, really taking the bull by the horns, it seems like. And the emergency declaration is like, boy, you've got a, you've got more than the <laughs> arms on the horns. I think you've got a whole... Yeah, but the, the sort of the signals to us when we declared it, we had over 110 jobs in documented sources available. Huh. Uh, we had one house for rent. Wow. 1,700 homes, there was one. So that's an inbound. So that comes out to be about 15% of our total full-time and part-time workforce. So if remote workers come in, which we love full-time residencies, but if because of that, they displace the local workforce, we can't occupy a grocery store or a restaurant or um, we can't provide that. We don't have services. So sure. we have businesses that Closing. are only operating on four or five days a week. It's like here. Um, it's, it's like everywhere in a resort community. Mm-hmm. Um, without housing, you don't have an economy. Let me ask, I mean, is your community being, um, I don't know how you describe this, but in any other term than this. I mean, in a way, if you rent a house in a, in a residential zone, in a way, that's an income source for the homeowner. But there's a whole new one that came on the agenda, and you may be aware of this in Crested Butte, because we sure are in Moab, called the Airbnb, which oh, yeah. um, basically converted what was residential units into overnight accommodations. Moab has over 300, by the way, in case you want to know our number on those events. We actually have bed and breakfast too, but these are in addition. And then we have another process, which I'm sure you're quite familiar with because of the deed restrictions, and that's gentrification. Do you have any of that going on in Crested Butte? <laughs> I don't know how to put this mildly. Uh, we have gentrification on steroids occurring <laughs> right now. So our average housing price in 2018 was 800000 Wow. Average housing price now is 1.4 million 
wow. two years later. So that means so yes, very few steroids. People. So people are pricing out the the uh, the ability of residents, locals to even get into the market has now been eliminated. Yeah, there is no opportunity. It sounds we haven't had a market rate rental built in Crested Butte since the early 2000s. You mentioned now you're getting into the business of building um, actual. We are. So we are, I am a housing developer in the town of Crested Butte. Next year, I will be starting the construction of 80 additional residential dwelling units that are all deed restricted, that the town will mix between apartments, townhomes, quads, reflex, triplexes, and single family. And we will sell them and we'll probably keep the multifamily and rent them and have the Gunnison County Housing Authority manage it for us. Uh, but we are, we build uh, residential units. We've built about 300 in the town already. Uh, equates about 25% of our total housing stock. So we're doing pretty well there. And we're going to do another 80 next year. What advice would you give to a government that was um, considering? Get the land as soon as you can. <laughs> Prioritize your residents. The, the, the soul of the community is at stake. And if the people who work there to supply the tourism industry, if they have to commute in, you're no longer Moab. Crested Butte Community Development Director Troy Russ. He was recently a guest on KZMU's This Week in Moab, speaking about his town's housing emergency. We will have the full interview available at kzmu.org and on the podcast, KZMU Public Affairs, by Friday afternoon. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, July 15th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.